Welcome to Strictly Business, Variety's weekly podcast featuring conversations with industry leaders about the business of media and entertainment. I'm Cynthia Littleton, co-editor-in-chief of Variety. Small independent TV companies are an endangered species at a time when media's largest conglomerates are focused on the streaming wars and global expansion. Today's episode features separate conversations with two such business leaders, Paula Madison, CEO of the Africa Channel, and Bill Ruhana, Chairman and CEO of Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment, which owns Crackle and other AVOD channels. Both CEOs spoke with such conviction about their businesses, but also with no illusions about their limitations in the current climate. Madison is a former NBC Universal executive who ran the network's Los Angeles O&O and later served as the company's chief diversity officer. During her tenure at NBCU, Madison launched the Africa Channel as a private cable venture with her brother and other partners in 2005. She wanted to show the rest of the world that there is more to the continent than war, famine, and exotic animals. It's taken a long time, but the cultural moment in the U.S. has finally caught up with Paula's vision. That's all coming up ahead on Strictly Business after this break. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Welcome back to Strictly Business. Paula Madison, CEO of Madison Media Management and Madison 88 Media. Let's start with the Africa Channel. Um, You have recently, just in the last couple of months, made some big gains with important distributors, Comcast, Charter Communications. As I said, you know, Variety has been writing about all of the gyrations in the pay TV market and and linear distribution seems about the most scarce commodity out there. 
what has been the dynamic that has allowed you to make to make progress in this area? Oh, that's a great question, Cynthia. I mean, in fact, you know, you as you might imagine, um, being an independent uh, cable network has been uh, a lonely <laughs> and, and a, a lonely and arduous slog, but it's one that um, our family and our investors are committed to. And um, a part of what's been going on for us has been that we committed early on that we wanted this um, entity to survive no matter what. So we've had to be very adaptable. We've had to be very nimble and creative. And where we found ourselves was when we initially were launched in 2005, overwhelmingly with today's Comcast and today's charter, right? There used to be the Time Warners and all the others who were involved, but today right. those are through, through acquisitions and mergers. Those are the ones that I would say that back from 2005, that's what they're called today. What we committed to was to have a, a, a channel on the air that presented Africa, Africans and Africanness in a way that did not suggest just war and poverty, right? So with that as a commitment, we plowed every cent we ever made back into the business. Um, that wasn't easy to do, but that is what we did. And, and we did it, of course, with an anticipation at some point that we would grow the Africa Channel to a point where it did make sense for us to be um, acquired, merged, blended with another larger entity. There's just a handful of us out here today who are unaffiliated with any group of um, stations, but we are. And so for us, um, it's been uh, difficult, but it's been fulfilling. We've watched it grow, we've held our breaths. And today, as you said, I mean, so now you can see the Africa Channel in uh, Brazil, the Caribbean, Canada, United States, um, um, a number of places. And it, it, it has everything to do with, I think, the quality of our content and our perseverance. Knowing, mm -hmm. you know, given your background at, at very high levels of, of gigantic media companies, do you have a sense when you walk into a Comcast or a Charter, not, not you know, specifically, is it, do you have the sense that there is a begrudging, we have to, we have to show the FCC and regulators that we are nice to some independents, so we'll do, we'll, we're going to do a deal with this channel, or do you feel like it's a legitimate, like, you, you know, people are interested in the content and want to work with you to, you know, in, in the, you know, in the best sense of deal making, let's, how can we both help each other? Sure. I've heard from, you know, again, very few people, entrepreneurs in your similar situation, that it's more often the former, which can be very frustrating. Yeah, I, I, I will say, um, without question, in the early days, it was very difficult. Um, we spent uh, years um, meeting with, talking with uh, the Congressional Black Caucus, um, um, church and community leaders around the United States in, in, in markets where there, was a, where there would be a reasonably significant um, African-American population. And, and there was a lot of um, attitude that would lead one to think, it's like, oh, you know, begrudgingly, here we are, and we're here because uh, representative so-and-so or congressperson so-and-so 
uh, contacted uh, uh, us and we you know, would you please meet with them? And then one of the things that would also happen was even if you, even if we got an audience with the overall parent company, what we would be told is, well, you have to go to every regional head of that cable company and convince that person, that general manager, that president to carry your content. It has become a bit easier today. Um, as recently as last week, Byron Allen um, um, was, was the convener of, a, um, a, of an upfront. Yeah. And the week before he was the convener of an upfront for black owned media. There's yeah. not, there are not many of us who, who are blacks who own media but we are seeming to get more calls. We're seeming to get more inquiries from the point where Byron um, decided that he was going to start filing significant lawsuits against uh, cable companies and against advertisers. So has it become easier? Yes. Uh, am I detecting an air of begrudgedness? I'm not detecting it because it might not be politically astute to do that these days. I don't know. I can't ascribe a reasoning, but if you're asking me, well, has my business increased 12 fold? I'll tell you, no, it hasn't happened yet, but there's at least enough conversation bubbling so that I feel pretty confident that we'll see more advertising revenue. Can I ask you the, you know, the, the tough question for any business owner, have you hit the magical break-even or profitability mark? We have, we have hit, we hit the break-even mark some time ago. We even hit the profitability mark. But again, as I said, we plow it back in. We, we haven't hit the profitability mark where any of our investors, right, getting dividends. That's not happening. Um, uh, at the point where we are at this stage, as I said, um, helped very much by the discussions that are now being held with black owned media, we might get there in the next 12 months where we actually can begin to think about how um, we're doing more than just funneling it back into the business. But um, yeah, no, we hit that magic mark a few years ago, but not enough so that I would tell you we went tripping happily down the street. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it wasn't like that at all. And do you think, would you say the bulk of it is the bulk of your revenue comes from affiliate revenue or is advertising starting to starting to grow? So advertising is starting to grow. It's mostly through our subscriber fees is where this is coming from. Um, and of course, as you know, in the uh, cable industry, the, it, we, we have moved beyond the plateau of subscribers where we actually are seeing a decline in subscribers. Right. So, as you know, that means that um, um, cable platforms are not seeking to add more channels, right? right? They're not seeking to pay out more subscriber fees. Um, so where we are, we are most fortunate that we were renewed recently with our distributor, with our cable distributors. And, and, and I, I really do think that um, they're beginning to see some of the economic benefit from it. There are more people who I think are asking for it, but also I would be remiss if I didn't mention the, the impact of hashtag Black Lives Matter, because it really has had an impact. Mm -hmm. that, that's, that's significant. Yeah. Um, and, and these renewals and upgrade and, and expansions are 
you know, for, especially for a business, for a, a standalone independent channel, I got to believe, as you say, key. could be potentially transformative. Absolutely. They, they are transformative. It's key. If, if, if we had not been renewed, it would have been um, very difficult for me to paint any picture close to what I'm painting for you today. Um, what, I, what I will say is uh, we had an increase to now we're up to 12 million subscribers, right? Mm -hmm. That for us is the largest we've ever had. But when you look across other entities, that's a joke. What we are seeing, however, is increasingly when we combine, combine that, you know, with uh, SVOD and um, um, on demand, it, it, it means that there's linear, there's digital, uh, Roku, all of these add up to allowing us to present to our advertisers a sizable audience. And that's what for us is, a, is particularly important as an independently owned. We, we can't, for example, take, right. our, take our promotions and, and roll them across you know, 20 other channels the right. way you know, my, my, my former colleague, David Zaslov can do with the Discovery Networks, right? <laughs> I, I think about him now and I just smile. I'm beaming from ear to ear because he really is a good guy. He's really a yes. good guy. And I'm so happy for him that the moves that I've seen David make from uh, starting the own network and then all everything else that transpired, if, if I could see him, I would, you know, give him a fist bump and a high five and applaud because I think it's been masterful. And he's done it in such a classic and elegant way. Tell me more about the content pipeline, because I know one of the one of the very you know parts of Africa, the Afri African economies that are blossoming is absolutely in places like Kenya, Nigeria, big, big TV operations, tons of production and a wonderful, uh, we did a story a couple of months ago, just a wonderful um, source of training and jobs and, and infrastructure, real production infrastructure, below line infrastructure is starting to, is starting to really coalesce in some key markets. And, you know, these are, as we know, you know, these, these are, these are great gigs and great jobs and, you know, what's more fun than producing content? Yeah. Well, when we started uh, something called Tax Studios, uh, TAC for the Africa Channel. The Africa Channel. Right. We went out um, into um, a number of venues where what we were able to do was uh, get into production arrangements with um, other entities, some of which are right here in the United States. So UK, US, Africa. Um, I will tell you, Cynthia, that uh, maybe 10, 12 years ago, about 80%, 85% of the Africa Channel's content we owned, we created quality content, it was great. Um, and we were able in some instances to um, syndicate our content to other um, distributors who wanted, needed, wanted more about African content. Today, we don't own nearly as much because there is so much quality content coming out of Africa that it makes so much more sense for us to license that content. We have on the Africa channel, for example, a daily program called Expresso. It's a three hour, I'll say it's a GMA. It's like Good Morning America. 
and it comes out uh -huh. of Johannesburg. And it, it, at various times, you'll see they're using three different languages. There's English, there's Afrikaans, and there's Zosa, right? And so there are different hosts using different languages, but we carry this show on a daily basis on the Africa Channel so that people who want to be aware of what's going on in Southern Africa can watch what we're doing. And it's presented in lifestyle, news, music. It's a rich and fun to watch program, right? Um, we have films that are coming out of um, Nollywood, uh, Hillywood, uh, <laughs> Kenya. They're coming from everywhere. And um, uh, we, we are in production now with some of those production companies, we'll have more to talk about later in the year, but we are co-producing with a number of these entities content that we will run on the Africa channel and they'll run on their, and as I said, uh, we, we license them to other entities also. So for us, that has been a, a massive difference in how we operated. When I was mentioning earlier, that we have to be flexible and nimble and pay attention to the market. That's right. how we've managed to stay afloat all these years because what we're able to do is stay in touch with what not only the advertisers want, but what the consumers are looking for. And our flexibility has kept us um, in, in really great stead. Uh, I will say to you that I think that we are probably going to see much more. Um, we have um, like sort of three different um, avenues that we go down. There's the Africa Channel, there's Demand Africa, and there's Tax Studios. And Tax Studios, we think, is probably going to be um, the, the, the blockbuster for us. Um, and, and Demand Africa, as I said, I mean, I think that we're seeing that spread all over the place because what we're not doing is relying on a linear distribution. And tax studios, I would imagine, could, could can produce content that can be licensed in other markets to, you know, and that is a that's a huge source of absolutely of financing and, for that's right. And we have done that. And 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 again, this affords us um, this interest now that's generated through the um, black media, black owned media upfronts of course, puts us in a much better position for having the budgets and the uh, staff and the ability to create much more content and to expand beyond where we are now. So we're, this, is, this is an exciting time for us. Hold on tight. We'll be back with Bill Ruhana of Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. 
Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. And we're back with Bill Ruhana, who leads Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. Ruhana was a lawyer who specialized in entertainment finance in the 1970s. In the 1990s, he ran a pioneering broadband provider, Windstar Communications. He took over the Chicken Soup for the Soul book franchise in 2008 and quickly expanded into other media. CSSE in 2019 acquired the streamer Crackle from Sony. It's now one of several streaming channels that CSSE operates. Here, Ruhana explains how Crackle turned around from losing tens of millions of dollars a year to turning a profit for CSSE. Bill Ruhana, Chairman and CEO of Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. I'm pleased to be here. Thanks for having me. Bill, your company has been around for a long time, but it has kept a relatively low profile in the mainstream Hollywood world. But that has changed in the last couple of months as Chicken Soup for the Soul has quietly bought, uh, bought a company called Sonar Entertainment, a production company, and also recently bought a streaming platform from Sony Pictures called Crackle. And uh, those two things have kind of got my attention. And so I'm, I'm happy to have the chance to sit and talk with you and tell us a little bit more about what's the strategy behind those acquisitions and what, you know, what your long-term goals for Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment are. Well, that's pretty easy because we're out to build an AVOD and hopefully the best ad-supported video on-demand business. We set out to do that, I would say, in 2015, not knowing exactly how we were going to accomplish that goal and starting out by making some uh, TV series that we did with some sponsors, given the fact that our brand is so sponsor friendly, that was pretty easy to do uh, and ended up, as you say, buying Crackle in 2019 and now, yes, actually this morning, closing on the acquisition of the Sonar assets. So piece by piece, we're putting together what I see as a big AVOD opportunity. So, Tell us more about how you, how you intend to build that. Like what would the content, what, what kind of content would power that, that channel? Yeah, so we actually will have um, three main AVOD networks in our group. Uh, one is called Crackle, as you know, and that's a sort of general content, premium uh, content, uh, you know, network designed around really for all, all demographics. One is going to be, is called Popcorn Flicks. That's um, pretty widely distributed and is being turned into an action adventure uh, network of sorts. and. The last one will be the Chicken Soup for the Soul Avod itself, and that's being launched um, this summer, first as a linear fast channel and then as an Avod channel towards the end of the year. And that, that you could think of as a cross between Lifetime, Hallmark, and HGTV. It's uh, designed for an audience that appreciates that kind of content. What are you seeing out there about the kind of content that you offer 
that is, you know, making you want to invest more and grow your overall footprint. Yeah. So um, when we were able to buy Crackle, we, we had a big advantage bestowed upon us as, as Sony had spent a fair amount of money and time uh, putting together that network and, and making it well known and, and widely distributed. Um, <clears throat> and with that base, we've been building ever since. We've taken that up to about 30 million monthly active visitors in our Crackle Plus universe now. And Crackle Plus is the name of a company. Crackle is the name of our one of our networks inside Crackle Plus. So there was some confusion about that when we first named it, um, but it's I think it's clearer now. And we've gotten pretty good traction in terms of growing uh, viewership, growing um, CPMs, selling out to advertisers. We we we've we've been in a great spot, Cynthia, because there's so much movement in our favor. You know, viewers leaving. Uh, cable and broadcast and going over the top. There's just such amount, such growth in our part of the business that it kind of pr propels us all. It's like a rising tide does lift all boats. And advertisers as well, they've just finally realized they have no choice. They have to, they have to advertise on VOD, AVOD networks as they do on broadcasting cable. They, they don't really have a choice. The demographics are we have 33-year-old average viewers broadcast as 58-year-old average viewers. It's If you want to reach a complete group of people and you're an advertiser, you've got to add Avod now to the mix. And it seems like all of a sudden they just really have gotten it because the demand is skyrocketed in the last little bit of time. And uh, we just haven't been able to actually keep up with it. We We sold out 97% of our ad impressions in the first quarter and we, we really try not to sell above 85 because we try to keep 15% for the house. So we just, we just too much demand. Um, so. Do you have your own infrastructure? You, you have your own sales team. Are you kind of a soup to nuts operation or do you partner with anybody to handle your ad sales? <clears throat> no, we are, we have our own ad sales team. That's another great thing we got from our, our Sony partners, you know, Sony owns functionally 23% of our company now because of that sale of, of Crackle to us. They have preferred stock and warrants, which get them a 23% ownership interest. Um, but, but they built a great sales team. They built um, relationships with local broadcasters that had have local broadcast ad sales teams actually selling ads for us, which we then geo-target into those territories. So our ads are 51% direct sold national ads, 38% local ads, and 11% programmatic ads. It's, uh, it's a great mix. I guess the question that also comes to mind is, uh, if Crackle was, at least for a time, was a, was a priority of Sony with all that they had at their disposal to program and the content that they could get, how can Chicken Soup for the Soul how can Crackle be worth your time and energy when it wasn't, you know, when it, when Sony made the decision to sell it, that this platform, that they made the decision that this platform wasn't going to be a meaningful enough piece of business for you? That's a very fair question. And I, I would say um, there's a few answers to it, but let me start with what we actually have in the way of content today, because it's kind of relevant. We have 110 agreements with producers, including Sony. They give us access to 11,000 hours uh, and 11,000 movies, 
and 22,000 episodes of television for AVOD in North America. That's a vast amount of AVOD rights. Now, most of them are non-exclusive because that's the way AVOD has been to date, a non-exclusive business, but it's a lot of work to put that together. Sony had never done that. They just had the Sony content, which is not to say it isn't great, but it was a different way of thinking about the business. We thought about the business as a business that you could scale with other producers as well, and that you and that you could make you could give access to a marketplace to other producers, share revenue with them, and grow your business with this diversity of content. You know, we took a business that was losing tens of millions of dollars. I won't tell you the exact number, but it was significant, and it's been, it's made money every year we've owned it. We thought about it differently, Cynthia. We, we sized it right in terms of overhead. We thought about the way you should look at content acquisition differently. We spent marketing money differently than they did. And I'm not faulting them because they're a big company and they have a way of doing things, but it didn't fit the AVOD model at its stage of development. It was too much for the model at this size. As AVOD grows, you know, it'll end up being like almost anything else. It'll have higher marketing costs. There'll be more content that you can afford. You can pay for more content, but you had to run it differently in order to make it grow in parallel with growing earnings. That's what we were able to do successfully, but that's because we're a little company. You know, we're not a big studio who by their very nature have to spend more than we do on everything. It's it's just, it's just right. the nature of the beast. So it's, it's a different way of operating it that I give them a lot of credit because they bought into our business plan and thought about, were willing to think about the fact that there was a better way to run it than the way they had been running it before. And they became to us like Google is to many of its venture, you know, its venture investments. They invested in us by handing over the network to us and letting us build it and, re and retaining a stake in it. I think they're very happy now because we've had a great success with it. Well, if they were losing money and now that's the opposite, I would imagine that they're very happy. Your yeah. programming partnerships with other producers, are those on a revenue share basis? They are for the most part, yes. Mm -hmm. And that's the way AVOD has been built. If you look around pretty much every one of the AVOD networks, to the extent they've been able to cobble together meaningful AVOD rights, they've been almost all rev share. Now, that's the most expensive content for us today. And so we like not having as much rev share content if we can help it, which, is, which brings us to Sonar. And why did we buy that library? So if you start thinking about our world as managing two things, viewership growth, revenue, ship, revenue growth, and reducing our cost of content as part, as part of building the business, the more content we've either created for ourselves and therefore own it, or come from wholly owned libraries, the lower our cost of revenue goes and the higher our profits will be. And so we've been, first we accumulated enough content to be meaningful and slowly but surely we've been buying up content rights to reduce our cost of revenue and increase our profitability. And so today about 10% of, of those 32,000 things we have or 4,000 of, of our episodes and, and movies we own, which is a sizable library now. Um, and we don't have to pay revenue share on that. We're just paying ourselves. That stuff is our most profitable as is our created stuff. So 
We're just slowly but surely managing the business into a more and more profitable place where we can afford to reinvest more in marketing and other things. So, mm-hmm. Who are outside of Sony, who are the primary, primary owners of the company? Of Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment? Uh, the primary owner of Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment is a company called Chicken Soup for the Soul Holdings, <laughs> which is the private company that I own that um, controls the entire Chicken Soup for the Soul brand globally and owns the book business that you remember and <laughs> still is very successful. Believe it or not, we also have a Chicken Soup for the Soul pet food business, which is, which is a great business. Diversification. Dog, cat, cat, and treats. Um, And then our really most valuable holding, though, is now uh, the Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment business, which, as I'm sure you know, is, you know, got a market cap of over half a billion dollars now. So Mm -hmm. it's starting to be a pretty important asset to us. So to hear somebody like yourself finding the air, finding the ins for an independent company with a different perspective, a company based in Connecticut, not LA or New York. It is, you know, this is what the marketplace of ideas and opportunity is all about. Well, I I admit we're a strange duck in the world of entertainment, but, you know, we are careful and that's why we've been successful. We, if you look at what we've done, it's been three meaningful acquisitions over a four year period. All of them, were incredibly carefully structured. They were all done in a risk averse way. We are a risk averse company with a good balance sheet, with a lot of, with cash. We believe there's a great opportunity created by the disruption that streaming has brought to the industry. And that if we're just careful, we can find ways as a disruptee to benefit from that disruption and build a big company. Got a very clear vision of what we're trying to create, the best AVOT for our viewers. And we think about that very differently than other people do, Cynthia. We define that as a very different thing. We're not just taking a bunch of broadcast approaches and applying them over the top. We're we're thinking about it very differently and, and I believe we'll create a better experience for viewers over time. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. We love to hear from listeners. And be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Strictly Business. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. 
plus at these prices? You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.